Hello, and welcome to Special Issue, Wiley's podcast for societies about all things scholarly publishing. I'm Stephanie Wilson. In this episode, we'll listen in on the panel discussion given by Dr. Helen Burston, CEO of the Council of Medical Specialty Societies, Darlin Moyer, EVP and CEO of the American College of Physicians, and Dr. Sheikha Jain, Assistant Professor of Medicine at the University of Illinois at our recent virtual Society Executive Seminar. Our panel discusses how we in the research community can address the gender inequity in medicine and beyond, and how doing so has improved patient outcomes in healthcare, especially during times of crisis. Here's our panel. And I think it's important that the majority of doctors are not yet women, the majority of medical students are. So we're coming up the ranks. So that's certainly changing um, over time. But um, I think there's a whole host of reasons. I think women have not often been given the same opportunities to get to the next level. I think when people suggest who's going to be in leadership again, I think they go to people they know and the usual suspects. And I think uh, the reality is some women also make a choice that as they go through, it is difficult to um, uh, you know, that I've always hated that question that all women in medicine get of how do you balance your family and your job? And it's, it's a hated question because there is no balance, right? It's a constant uh, juggling game. We have to be very purposeful and intentional about putting opportunities in front of women in medicine and beyond and give them the support they need to be able to accept that opportunity. And I'd love to hear from Drs. Jane and Moyer. So I absolutely echo what Dr. Burston said. And I will say it's a lot of people say women don't ask or women don't go up for those opportunities. And I like to push back on that because I think that a lot of times women do ask and they're told no, or they are not even given the opportunity to ask because somebody else has tapped on the shoulder because they had drinks with each other or they went out to the bar or they went out and golfed. I think that there's a lot of culture change that needs to happen along with a variety of other things that Dr. Burston covered. So childcare, care, um, removing those barriers, talking about implicit bias, realizing that the way we interact with each other is based on years and years and years of stereotypes that we have Im- kind of it's been incorporated into our subconscious and there's nothing wrong with that, but we need to identify that these problems exist and then come up with intentional solutions. And we need to get both men and women at the table talking about how do we make these changes and how do we make it so our junior faculty or our women faculty aren't being looked over because they are too pretty or too young or too inexperienced when in actuality, their CVs are exceptional. They're just looking at someone at face value. I think that's absolutely great. And just want to add that you can't expect to get to a more equitable environment in terms of leadership unless you remove those structural impediments. Uh, I remember early on in my career wanting to participate on a clinical service, but again, having 95% of my children who were very young at the time care at my feet I recommended a change in the way that the rounding occurred, a change in the timing, and I was cut off at the knees. So, you know, it's very clear from examples like that, that people have to change their attitude. And I think that COVID really illustrated 
um, the issues we have, particularly around women and some men who have the primary caregiving responsibility in their families. And we saw it was women that either exited the healthcare workforce very quickly because they had no choice. There was no, no support for uh, helping to create a care of a system of care for children or uh, dependent adults, um, et cetera, by the institutions that they that they work for. So I, there are so many barriers here, but we can't expect change without breaking down those structures and reimagining what it could look like. So I think, you know, it is a top-down structural change that's needed, but I am so optimistic for what's to come because I will tell you, you know, I'm in academics and I, I teach residents and medical students, and I have to say the next generation of physicians coming forward, they it's a totally different ballgame in the way that they interact and the way they think about these things. And I think a part of it is because it's been discussed so much. So I think that there's also a culture change that's happening because we're having events where we're discussing these things. But I think we need to really focus on the top-down kind of structural changes that need to happen. So number one, there are a lot of men who are out there who want to make these changes. And I specifically say men because right now, how men are the ones predominantly in those positions of power who have the ability to make these changes. And I've had so many men come up to me and say, I want to make a change. I want to be a better uh, inclusive ally leader. How do I do that? And so I think we need to not only empower people who are in those positions, we need to teach them how to do it. I think number two, there also needs to be a huge emphasis on the fact that institutions and organizations that have heterogeneous populations in leadership actually perform better. They have better patient outcomes. They have more money coming in. They get more awards. They have better retention. This has all been studied. It's not new information. I don't think it's it's amplified as much. So you need to figure out who the people are, what their motivations are, and then bring them to the table and say, this is why this should matter to you. And this is how you achieve what you need to achieve. Unfortunately, there's not a tsunami of solutions. But I do think what where I've seen occasionally organizations get stuck is when they don't pave that road. And healthcare, medicine, the, the worlds that we live in are data-driven and evidence-based. And here is this data. And here are those compelling reasons. And I think presenting um, that elevator story is really critical. And then we just need to get on with it. We need to stop talking about it, get on with it. And that's the other thing is don't, don't just count the men in the room. Invite them to the talks and the seminars and the panel discussions and really, you know, get them really energized about this. I think that's absolutely critical. So I think the first step in making sure that women, underrepresented minorities, uh, transgender women, any of those women who have intersectionality, you really need to make sure that you're focusing on them. So whenever you're putting together a program, whenever you're looking for candidates for something, whenever you're nominating someone for an award or looking for someone to collaborate with, you need to think outside of your circle. And I think this applies to any opportunity. You really need to be thinking who is missing, who is not at the table, whose voice needs to be heard and who do we need to be representing. Our amazing speakers really emphasize the cultural change that needs to happen to even the playing field for women and minorities in research. We're seeing some of that change happen already by bringing decision makers at institutions together and showing them why this is so important. Who's missing? Who needs to be represented? Who needs a seat at the table?
That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. For Wiley, I'm Stephanie Wilson, and you can find more episodes and learn when new episodes are released by subscribing in iTunes or wherever you like to listen. You can get more news and information on society publishing from Wiley on Twitter by following us at Wiley in Research and on our website, wiley.com slash network slash society leaders. Our theme music was produced by Medine, and this episode was edited by Dennis Velasco. Thanks for listening.